1: The NFL draft is now officially open. All right, we're right in the middle of draft season here, folks. The Super Bowl is in the books, and now all the attention turns to the offseason team building, and the center of that, of course, is the NFL draft. He's Tony Pauline. I am John Schmoke. Thank you so much for being with us. Today, we're going to continue with Tony's top fives, position by position. This week, we'll take a look at the defensive side of the ball. We did offense last week. So if you want all the skill position guys, offensive line, quarterbacks, go check it out. Last week's episode of Draft Season, you can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms. Subscribe, just search for Draft Season, or go to the Giants app, or go to Giants.com slash podcast. But of course, this is a draft podcast. It's not Giants-focused. We talk all about the prospects no matter what team you root for. So make sure you tell friends if they're big draft fans to come check out the program. No one's better at breaking these guys down than my man, Tony Pauline from pro football network. You can check out all his work there, of course. And again, last week we did offense. Tony, let's go to defense here. So we broke these down into six different categories. We have defensive end, defensive tackle, Inside off-ball linebackers. Then we have kind of our hybrid outside linebackers, which some guys might be edge, some guys might be off-ball in a 4-3. Then we have quarterbacks and safety. So we have your top fives. Some lists we have a top four. We'll go through them. I'll list the guys, and you break down why you ordered them the way you did. So let's start here with defensive tackle, Tony, because I think – the top defensive player taken will probably be from this group, unless we're surprised, and maybe it's somebody else. But let's start there. No surprise, Jalen Carter from Georgia, number one. Brian Breze out of Clemson, your second guy on the list. One of your favorites, Maisie Smith out of Michigan, at your third defensive tackle. Keanu Benton, someone who had a really nice weekend. Mobile, is your number four guy. And then Jacqueline Roy out of LSU, your fifth guy a defensive tackle. So why don't you take us through these guys for us? It's
0: really a two-man group. I mean, you got some talent later on, but it's a two-man group. Jalen Carter of Georgia and Brian Breeze of Clemson. And of those two-man groups, Jalen Carter's head and shoulders above them all. Because, I mean, you look at that Georgia group from a year ago with Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, you know, uh, uh, the first pick of the draft, all the guys they had there. He
1: might have been the best guy.
0: Jalen Carter is going to be uh, graded, rated higher than all of them, to your point. I mean, he is an athletic, explosive, strong guy, uh, kind of didn't have a great game against Ohio State, but that was more of a blip on the radar screen. He is a dominant interior player. He Right now, he's my number one rated player in the entire draft. Uh, whether Chicago takes him with their first pick, we'll have to see. But he's basically a three-down guy. He's also got scheme versatility. You can put him at defensive tackle on the four-man line. I think he's got the athleticism to be used as a playmaker in a three-man front if you want to use him there. He's got it going on, as does Brian Brise, who you know had some struggles this year with his, uh, his little sister who passed away of brain cancer. He also had some injuries, wasn't fully healthy, uh, but he still had a good year. Not as good as the year he had in 2021 when he was absolutely dominant. But he's also very athletic. He's also very explosive. He's a tough guy in the middle of the line. He's a playmaker that is impossible to move off the point, And he can occupy the gap. So I think it's those two guys. And then it's everybody else. Mazzy Smith, I have, <clears throat> I have rated higher than most. I think we had uh, Bruce Feldman on one of our first shows. You go back to August, Bruce Feldman. I think uh, Smith was his number one freak on his super freaks list. He's supposed to run the uh, the, the three, um, sorry, the uh, L drill. In, yeah, the three cone, under, you have it. Right. The three cone in under seven seconds. Uh, Bruce was throwing out all these things about Madsie Smith. But when you watch him, he's also a terrific player. I mean, he created a lot of the opportunities for Aiden Hutchinson, for David Najabu from Mike Morris this year with his ability to occupy the blockers in the middle of the line. He's fundamentally sound. He plays with great pedal. He's explosive. And even though he had, doesn't have great pass rush numbers, he shows the ability to get after the passer. So I like Smith a lot. Keanu Benton came into the season, highly graded by NFL scouts. Didn't have great production. When I talked to Wisconsin people, they said, well, that was sort of by design because he was asked to occupy blockers and occupy the gaps this year rather than make plays. They let him loose at the Senior Bowl and he had a terrific week at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he was making plays left and right. He's an explosive guy. He is a nasty player too. He plays through the whistle and you gotta like that from, from an interior lineman. Jaqueline Roy really stepped it up this year. He's, he's a little bit smaller, but he's very explosive. He's very athletic. He's very quick. Maybe a three technique guy, a traditional player. Uh, interior defensive tackle in a, in a four-man line. has got a lot of upside.
1: I want to throw one of the name out to you that's not on the list, Tony, because I think he's a little bit of a different body type than a lot of the guys you mentioned. And that, I believe it's Siaki Ika yep. out of Baylor. You know, he's more of your traditional nose, 6'4", 350. I'm not sure if he's measured since then. Um, that's the latest measurements I have on him. If you're looking for a nose tackle in this draft, is he your guy? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I am a 6'4", 355 pounds. And, you know, I, I asked people, I said, you know, from his team, why isn't he at the senior bowl? He was invited. They said, well, we feel there's enough tape on him. And the object is to just get in the ship and get ready for the combine. And, you know, I think what he's going to want to do with the combine is gonna, he's going to want to show some athleticism. He's going to prove that he's not just a big guy in the middle of the line who occupies gaps. And he seems to be a pretty good athlete. So I I think that is that that's the goal for Aka. Uh, And he he is that, you know, zero technique nose tackle guy that is going to, you know, collect double team blocks in the middle of the line, occupy the blockers, and either stuff the middle against the run or create opportunities for players on the edge or do
1: both. All right, now let's jump over to defensive end, Tony. And I'm going to generalize here. Really good athletes, but not a ton of production yet. So I think a lot of this is probably projection, um, I'd love to, if you disagree with me, please go right ahead. You got four guys here that you wanted to highlight. Miles Murphy out of Clemson, who's bigger guy, right? Almost 270, but tall. Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, a lot of good athletic traits on his tape. Keon White out of Georgia Tech, who had a nice senior bowl. Again, he's a big guy, almost 280. He played inside and out. And then Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, who's a a sophomore. Usually those guys don't come out of Iowa. They usually stay for a couple of years. He came out. um, He could play end. He played some three-technique defensive tackle as well over the course of the year. So take us through this group of defensive end.
0: Murphy's a great athlete. He's a great pass rusher, but he's a tall, thin guy, and he gets basically erased against the run. So you're looking at a guy, is he coming out of a three-point stance? Is he going to stand over tackle and rush the passer? Is he going to do both? He's going to be a good pass rusher early in his NFL career, but he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. He's really got to develop, uh, you know, a three down game against the run. If you're going to use him out of a three point stance, it's solely in a four man line. Can't play in a three man line, maybe down the road. He's got he's got some length, so he should be able to add some weight to his frame. But that's the situation with him. Tyree Wilson is an athletic freak. I think he's going to be one of those guys that go viral after the uh, combine with a great 40 time, a great vertical jump. And he occasionally plays to it at Texas tech. He doesn't do it all the time, but he occasionally shows that ability where he's unstoppable. There are also times where you wonder where he is. I I mean, he's just getting stopped at the point of attack. He's sort of like Miles Murphy times two in the sense that he can overtake, you know, he can dominate a game. He can take over the play. uh, But there are times where where he just disappears. Keon White, it's nice to see Keon White really start to live up to expectations. Started his career at Old Dominion, transferred to uh, Georgia Tech, was injured in 2021. You watch the Georgia Tech film, you see flashes. You see where Keon White can basically take over games with the athleticism. Not just rushing the passer, but playing off the line on zone blitzes or chasing the action uh, in pursuit laterally. He is that type of athlete. It's just a matter of him starting to pull to do it every down on every snap uh, to live up to those expectations. Like you said, showed a lot of good things at the senior bowl, and there's he's a guy that's got hope for the future. He's got a bit of upside. You talked about Lucas Van Ness had a uh, you know had a real good year. Decided to come out, which is unusual for the Iowa guys. There was a fifth guy here. I I still don't know if he's going to be on my tackle board or my uh, defensive end board. That is the kid from Northwestern out of the worry. They call him Tommy, who was sensational at the senior bowl. I mean, he was a real good athlete at Northwestern, showed the ability at defensive end uh, to rush the passer. We watched him for three days. They primarily used him at the uh, defensive tackle, and he was unstoppable. I mean, we talked earlier, uh, the prior show, about how good the offensive linemen were at the senior bowl. He was one of those guys that basically got the advantage uh, on those offensive linemen, almost every time he put his hand in the dirt, six one and a half, two hundred and eighty-four pounds. Is he defensive end? Is he a defensive tackle? Is he a three technique tackle? He's a good football player. That that's the bottom line with him.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let let's jump to the edge class here, Tony. Uh, this is also outside linebackers, a little bit of both. So let, let, let's let go through these guys. No one's surprised. Will Anderson out of Alabama, number one on the list, though I'm not sure he was quite as dominant this year as a lot of people would have liked to see. Uh, Nolan Smith out of Georgia, uh, which, again, kind of more of that quicker, faster, bend-the-edge type guy, but he missed a lot of the year due to injury. Uh, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, who's more of your off-ball type, just 230 pounds. He can run. Uh, B.J. Ogilori out of LSU. His brother, Aziz, got drafted by the Giants two years ago in the second round. Uh, He's more of your pass rusher type off the edge. And then Isaiah Foskey, someone we saw at the Senior Bowl from Notre Dame, is your fifth guy on the list. You know, go
0: what you say with Will Anderson. He didn't live up to expectations, which is true. But maybe the expectations were too high for Will yeah. Anderson, that 2021 film, which was incredible. And, I mean, they were talking about, you know, Will Anderson being a Heisman Trophy candidate before the
1: season began. Well, Tom, let me ask you real quick. If Will Anderson came out last year, is he the first pick in the draft? Uh, probably because uh, – I don't know because
0: Jacksonville likes uh, – like uh, Jacksonville general manager likes those longer uh, thinner athletic uh, defensive ends. I don't know that he fit that frame. I'll tell you this though, you could make the case that he would have been the highest graded player. Oh, in then, last Fair year. enough. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it, uh, but he still had a good year. I mean, you look at the stats, you watch the film, you know, he's still getting pressure up the field. He's still getting out laterally to the flanks to make plays against the run. He does it standing over tackle. He does it uh, with his hand in the ground. He's a versatile three-down guy. He's strong for his size, too. It's not like he's getting obliterated at the point of attack by blocks. I mean, he stays on his feet, and he gets up the field. I, I think that you know everyone expected him to be Superman this year, and he was a lot of Clark Kent besides me, although he was Superman at times, and that's fine. I mean, you know he's going to be, if not the highest-rated player in this year's draft, he's going to be darn close to it. Uh, then there's Nolan Smith, as you said, had that torn pectoral muscle, tried to play through it, didn't uh, play the first two months and he played sparingly because he was injured. They finally shelved him. As I reported on pro football network, he is a hundred percent right now and he's expected to uh, go full bore at, at the uh, combine, which is he's going to
1: blow up the combine with his as lettuce as a man. Oh man.
0: And he's one of those guys. You got to go back and look at the 2021 film because for all that great talent that georgia had on the defense it was number four who was all over the place making fields up the field on the blitz getting out to the sidelines in pursuit dropping back off the line in the coverage i had him graded higher than scouts i thought that he was a definite number one choice the first round pick coming into the season maybe the injury changes that but you fall. You watch the 2021 film on Nolan Smith. You fall in love with that guy. Trenton Simpson's similar type of linebacker. You know, your traditional four-three weak side linebacker can drop off the line and play in coverage. Fierce up, up the field on the blitz. Very, very athletic. Instincts. Sometimes you wonder what he's thinking. He takes a while to see what, find where the ball is or diagnose plays, which is a concern. It's going to be interesting to see what teams think about that, but a real good athlete, Tony, he, real
1: quick on him. I want to follow up real quick on him. Do you think he could play Mike in the NFL or do you think he's just more of a weak side? Will guy.
0: He'd be, he'd be a Mike if it's the old Dallas Cowboy systems from the 90 where you have, you know, the, the Siki, Aka, the, the, the the big defensive tackles, up front
1: you have to keep the lineman off him
0: Uh, yeah exactly you got to have the big defensive lineman up front occupying the blockers occupying the gaps so he can get a free shot to the ball he can play uh mike in that sort of system uh otherwise if you want him on the inside i think you gotta put him in a three four bj ojelari probably a better player than his brother in the sense that he's a terrific pass rusher excellent length very athletic Isaiah Foskey has his moments. I mean, there are times where he's dominant. There's times where he's taken from the action uh, by a single blocker, but he's got a good amount of upside.
1: Yeah, Tony, i gotta be honest with you. And look, Foskey, I think he's going to be a really good pro. But I, I wanted to see him be a little bit more dominant at, at the senior bowl. And I, I think, you know, you watch those one-on-ones and guys jump out at you just by the way they look. You don't get that when you watch Foskey. He'll get the job done. He'll get there just the way he goes about his business, the traits, they don't, they don't jump off the screen or, or, or if you're in person, you know, just kind of, you know, you don't go, Oh, wow. Wow. Look at that.
0: Same thing on film. It's the same exact thing on film. I mean, like I said, there are some times where he gets up the field, and he makes plays or other times where he just gets handled at the point of attack and he disappears.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the secondary here, Tony. And, you know, you take a, actually, no, we got to do inside linebackers first. I almost missed inside linebackers there. My bad. Uh you have five guys on your list here, and based on what I'm looking at, you wouldn't be shocked if we don't get an inside linebacker picked in the first round. You have Jack Campbell, who won all the awards as your first guy in the list. Then you have Drew Sanders right next to him out of Arkansas, who's a Alabama transfer, played outside for them. Now he was inside with Arkansas this year. He's your traits guy, long, fast. Noah Sewell, a guy that we talked about as a first-round pick before the year. You have him as a second-round pick. Uh, Henry Toa out of Alabama, also in the second round. And then your fifth guy is somebody that was in Mobile to the Senior Bowl, kind of a speed guy, DeMarvian Overshone out of Texas. Take us through these five.
0: Well, let's talk
1: about Jack Campbell for a
0: second. Number one, he can play inside or he can play outside. And I see a lot of people – I see a lot of love being thrown towards Drew Sanders, who's my second-rated inside guy. And Drew Sanders is a good player – but watching the film, I just don't know why Jack Campbell doesn't get the love compared to Drew Sanders.
1: I think it's the 40 time, right? I think that's gonna be it, right?
0: Well, I, I think I think that uh, uh, that Campbell, if he doesn't run faster than Sanders, he's gonna run as fast uh, as, fast, yeah, as, fast yeah. as Sanders. So I mean he's a low four-seven guy at 245 pounds. And I mean, you watch the film, Sanders is taller, he's he's as athletic. He's much better off the line description. He's much better in coverage. He gets much better depth on his pass drops than Sanders does. Uh, Sanders is basically used up the field and he is a tough run defending linebacker. But I think that Jack Campbell is more of your three down guy. You know, if it's third down and five or third down and six, and it's a passing situation, you're probably going to take true Sanders off the field where you can put uh, Jack Campbell over the tight end. That will be interesting to see. That's why I have Campbell rated higher than Sanders right now. Obviously, if what you said comes to fruition, the 40 time, you know, I may have to switch him, although I don't think there's going to be a big difference between the two. Noah Sewell, you're right. Prior to the season, people had Noah Sewell justifiably graded as a first-round pick, including yours truly. Didn't have great production this year. I talked to people out in Oregon. And they said it was the scheme. The scheme was he was to set the edge and take on blockers and let other people make the tackle. the, The situation with Noah Sewell was, did he want to go back and potentially become a first round pick in the 2024 draft because he didn't have the production, but there was no guarantee that if he went back to Oregon, his role would be different. He would have been asked to be a playmaker rather than occupy the gaps and set the edge like he did this year. That's why he entered the draft An outstanding football player. His 40 time is something to keep an eye on. He doesn't seem to have that great pursuit speed. So the 40 time, the shuttle time, three-cone time is something I'm going to be watching for with Noah Sewell. Henry Toa Toa, smaller pursuit, running chase linebacker. Needs a free shot at the uh, ball. Really good. Good against the run. Good in pursuit. Good in coverage. But once an opponent gets his hands on him, it's game over for Toa Toa. Overshawn is, uh, you know, your typical nasty, violent Texas linebacker who is good sometimes. Sometimes he over pursues the action and takes himself on plays more of a run defender who can cover the pass. Very good on the blitz. Uh, really after that, after those five guys, it kind of drops off the uh, face of the earth. You're looking at basically day three
1: guys who are more situational type players. All right, let's jump to cornerback. We're there, her boy. I'm looking at your list, Tony. You have five guys listed and they all have round first on all these guys and we might see more corners go in the first round than any other position this year i think maybe edge rusher could be another spot that that you know that that's kind of in that mix but let's go through it and all these guys again you have first round grades on joey porter penn state joey porter jr that's the former linebackers from the steelers uh, son uh devin witherspoon out of illinois Cam Smith out of South Carolina, DJ Turner out of Michigan, and Christian Gonzalez uh, out of Oregon. So take us through this group, and then I'll follow up with some other names as well.
0: A very deep group, and I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of debate as to who was who in the top, not only top five, but the top eight at this position, Ooh. and it's going to be ever-changing. We'll get into that. Joey Porter has been good for three years at Penn State. You could tell as a freshman that he had it. I mean, the bloodlines, everything else. He is he is a nasty, explosive cornerback. Uh, Needs to polish some of his technique. Needs to do a better job getting his head back around consistently rather than the face guarding. Good size, good speed. Uh, you know, like his dad, plays violent football. Uh, I, I, he's got a great upside. Devin Witherspoon is probably the most polished of all the cornerbacks. The question with De- De- Devin Witherspoon is, what is his 40 time going to be co- uh, at the combine coming into the season? Scouts thought he was a four five, five guy. He plays a little bit faster than that. You know, you want to see what his 40 time is, but he's got good size. He's got great ball skills. He is a tough guy. He works well with his teammates. You can see, he knows what's going on with the safety. He's never out of position. Doesn't have any lapses, which a lot of, uh, college cornerbacks do
1: you know tony one thing on him real quick on witherspoon watching him he does not shut up like (laughs) he is such a trash talker and he is like if you want that like type a personality dog d a you know wg on your team that's going to be like kind of pump up your defense kind of like jalen ramsey this guy's your dude like he's in your face and he lets you know when he makes a play and he backs
0: it up though you know oh, yeah. he backs it up he doesn't have you know again want to see what the 40 time is because you don't see that great speed on film and he was estimated to be a 455 guy but he backs it up you know that you know we talked about the uh, we've talked about Sidney Brown at the senior ball uh, you know they got another guy back there Jartavius Martin so that whole Illinois secondary uh they're all going the three of them are going to get drafted And it was it was a terrific bunch. Uh, Cam Smith is a guy who really exploded. I like Cam Smith coming into the seasons. Cam Smith of South Carolina really took his game up a notch. Nice size, developing ball skills. Christian, uh, Christian Gonzalez. I'm sorry, D.J. Turner of Michigan. It's been one of my favorites for the past three years. I mean, he is a guy that opposing quarterbacks consistently avoid. They throw the ball away from him to the other side. Sometimes that makes it a little bit difficult to scout him because he's not getting much action. But he's a feisty guy. He gets his head back around, He tracks the pass in the air, good ball skills. The thing with D.J. Turner is what's his actual size? How tall is he? Because he doesn't look like a bigger guy. Uh, Is he a starting corner? Uh, Where is he going to play? That's what you got to watch for at the combine. Christian Gonzalez basically blew it up this year at Oregon. He's got excellent size. He's got real good ball skills. Those are my top five guys. But really on the edge after those are his Keely Ringo of – of Georgia, Garrett Williams, of Syracuse, Eli Ricks of Alabama, and Clark Phillips of Utah. So those are guys who I have graded as second round picks who, you know, you get them in the first 15 selections of round two, you potentially could have a starting cornerback. So it is a incredibly deep class.
1: Yeah, Tony, I'm going to throw two other guys at you that you didn't mention. I know other people are really high, and I want to get your take. Deontay Banks out of Maryland, six foot over 200 pounds, and Emmanuel Forbes out of, Michigan, out of Mississippi State, pardon me. Uh, another guy that I know a lot of other people really like. Your thoughts on those two?
0: Yeah, well, Deontay Banks, I, I did mention as part of that group with Deontay Banks, Keely Ringo, Garrett Williams, and Eli Ricks is that second sort of group of, uh, of corners who can go top of round two. And Deontay Banks has got size, he's got athleticism, He's got solid ball skills. The instincts sort of concern me, so it's going to be interesting to see what NFL teams say about that. Could he go late first round? Absolutely. I have him as the first, second rounder. We only did top five here. He is yep. my sixth cornerback uh, on my board. And Emmanuel Forbes, I want to see Emmanuel Forbes height and weight because the main criticism I heard about him is he's a thin guy who can't put on weight who's going to lose out in battles. He's going to lose out to bigger receivers. That is a big concern with Emmanuel Forbes. That's why I don't have him as highly rated. And that comes off on, on, on the film sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to, and you mentioned Ringo as part of that next group, right? I know a lot of people are probably surprised that he's not in your top five. He was a guy that had top 10 hype heading into the year, Tony. But look, you watch him and you see the traits. You know, he's over six foot. He's over 200 pounds. He can run. But I mean, I'm just going to put it plainly. He doesn't cover that well. There's a lot of blown coverages. Guys are running past him. You know, at what point do teams say, we're going to draft the traits here and we think we can coach him up because I think that's going to be key with him.
0: Keely Ringo is great if you watch the highlights. You know, if you just watch the highlights, Keely Ringo is your top 10 pick. But when you really get into the film, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of lapses here. There's a lot of great athlete, but not a great football player. And I think what happens is it'll come down to interviews. And, you know, as we've talked about on this, or we've had guests on, on the show, you know, scouts like to see what a guy does well. And if they, if they see what he does well and they see the athleticism, he could go high because football coaches do exactly that. They coach football. And then when we see a guy like Keely Ringo, who's, you know, 6'2, 205 pounds, runs in the low 4'4s, high 4'3s, and shows flashes, they will say, we can take him to the next level. I wouldn't take him in the first round. But it wouldn't surprise me if Keeley Ringo ends up in the first round.
1: All right, let's go to safety here, Tony. You have Brian Branch from Alabama as your first guy. Chris Smith out of Georgia, who's also kind of a slot corner-y type guy. As your second, he did great in Mobile. Sidney Brown, who we've talked about um, from Illinois. uh, Twin brother to Chase Brown, the running back. As your third guy, Jordan Battle, another Alabama safety. Boy, they just churn out safeties like there's no tomorrow that program. And then you have Brandon Joseph out of Notre Dame. Take us through that group.
0: Brian Branch is terrific. I, I mean, there have been Alabama safeties that were highly rated, went early in the draft, and never panned out. Brian Branch, I think, uh, will pan out. I, I mean, he's a true center fielder. He can go sideline to sideline. He's got excellent ball skills. When you watch the film, you can play him over the slot receiver. Uh, you can play him over any receiver, and he's going to do a good job for you. You, you know, we talked about Sidney Brown earlier and having a, a safety that's got cornerback-type ball skills. That's what Brian Branch is. And the thing about Brian Branch is he really improved. I I liked him off the 2021 film. I loved him off the 2022 film. Really stepped up his game. Was a leader in that uh, Alabama secondary. Chris Smith, sort of, Brian Branch, but not as fast. Can play corner. Can play safety. Makes a lot of plays with his head. Very instinctive. Tough against the run. Solid ball skills. Going to have to see what he runs in the forty. Uh, what what he what he times in the 40th the uh, combine Sidney Brown we talked about him a couple times I, I mean he was a good college player you, you talked about Devin Witherspoon and the guy who's very chatty well Sidney Brown played that sort of way a uh, very aggressive I, I hate to use the term headhunter, but he was your guy who was really you know going to knock the socks off of opponents even though he's a little bit smaller and then as we saw at the senior ball tremendous ball skills i mean took on bigger receivers took on faster receivers took on quicker receivers did not back down and did a good job and i think like Jalen petrie did in 2021 sydney brown is going to watch his or is watching his draft stock soar because of his senior bowl performance jordan battle not the fastest guy but a smart guy jordan battle battle from alabama constantly making plays against the run against the pass I think he's got some athletic limitations. I think maybe he's more of a zone safety. He's your traditional strong safety, if you will, if you use that type of system. But a real good football player. Brandon Joseph from Notre Dame by way of Northwestern has shown flashes, but has never been consistently productive, especially when the ball's in the air. But he's got a lot of upside. Brandon Joseph, you got to you got to teach him or you got to coach him to consistently play at a high level or the level he's capable of and you'll have a good starting free safety.
1: Let me ask you about one or two other guys here. Tony, your thoughts on Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. Tall, 6'3", just 195, but I know a lot of other people like him.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's got a lot of upside. I think he's got to develop his game, has some lapses on the field. Good athlete that I I would like to see him. it has got to improve his ball skills.
1: All right, and then I'll ask you about Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State. You
0: know, Hickman... I mean, he's good facing the action. He really struggled at senior uh, during senior bowl practices. I, I mean, he looked like he was stuck in cemented times, which really surprised me. I talked to some people that said he was injured. I don't know that I buy that. But I think if you want a guy, you're going to face him. Uh, he's going to face the action, maybe using it in his own system. Uh, you know, I, I watched the film. I liked the film. I was just very disappointed in what I saw at the senior bowl. And I think other people will, and he's going to be downgraded.
1: All right, Tony, I, I we already talked about the corner, so I'm guessing that's at the top of the board. That's kind of where your group's going to have the most depth. You talked about maybe eight guys potentially with with first-round grades. Any other spot where this class is going to go pretty deep, and if you're sitting in you know, late day two or early day three, you're still going to be able to get a pretty darn good player?
0: Mike Morris of Michigan, Colby Wooden of Auburn, who I don't think had a real good year in 2022 early on. He was terrific. Will McDonald of Iowa State, you know, is he an edge rusher? Is he a defensive end? Is he an outside linebacker? Does a lot of – it makes a lot of plays up the field. Does it, He's got to learn to make plays moving in reverse. And then I think that outside linebacker crop, whether it's whether it's whether you're using them as three, four edge rushers, whether you're using them out in space and in pursuit, I think it's a pretty good crop there as well.
1: Really good stuff, Tony. Uh, next week we'll kind of go through your top 30, and we'll talk about how many first-round grades there are. We'll go through some of the – you know, stars in this draft. And maybe we'll take some questions from the fans in that, in that show as well. See if you get some questions off of Twitter, we can answer them on next week's program as well. Good stuff. Always fun to talk to you, Tone. Thanks, John. For Tony Pauline, I'm John Schmoke. Thanks for joining us for draft season. Make sure you go and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Again, you can listen to the show and watch it on the Giants app or go to giants.com slash podcast. For Tony, I'm Schmoke. We'll see you next time on draft season.
0: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?